Welcome back to another K-Dog and Fish podcast. I am Fish. K-Dog. We are going to be talking all about Jaws. Really focusing on the first film, uh, the blockbuster it became, mm-hmm. and sort of a lot of the trouble that went into the film production. Right. I actually, the reason why we kind of got on this subject, we started talking about it on a live show. I think so. And yeah. it was because you were watching it back to back to back on AMC. Yeah, every time I seen to come home, it was on AMC. For some reason, just put it on and watched it. All right. Yeah. And yeah. what it, like, it's probably been a, at least, I'd say five or 10 years since I've rewatched Jaws. Mm-hmm. What were your impressions watching it again on. And, and this is, I'm going to assume, edited a little bit for television. Yeah, right? it's a little edited, not crazy edited, but it's yeah, you know, it's edited. Uh, again, it's just such a good movie to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Start to finish, you just get right into it, right? So nice. yeah, I just again, like I said, I come home, watch it the day before, put it back on, let it play in the background, just kept <laughs> still watching it, you know. So. so the original Jaws film, of course, directed by Steven Spielberg, and also like launched his career. Yeah. Uh, the first film was 1975, mm-hmm. and we'll we will talk. We we have to at least reference. We'll we'll wait till the end and and talk a bit about the sequels. But I mean, very little. I just want to make fun of them, if anything. Pretty much, yeah. And Jaws itself. So this was done on a budget of seven million dollars, which actually seems like a low budget. Yeah, but it was extremely ballooned that's not how much money that the studio wanted to give him to do it Mm -hmm. the shooting like was supposed to be like 59 days or something right it went to like 157 days yeah because of all the problems with the sharks so the the budget got out of hand yeah the studio was pissed off it seemed to be doomed also because of the delay right it wasn't released when it was supposed to be Mm -hmm. they were actually slating it for a christmas release Mm -hmm. and gave it a summer release right. which was actually a like a death sentence yeah back then back then yeah uh so it ended up just being an absolute smash hit and we'll get into the whole box office stuff too it did 260 million dollars domestic mm-hmm. and off of again seven million dollar budget right and worldwide adding foreign to domestic you're looking at 471 million dollar box office on this insane movie insane insane money like insane back then back then oh yeah so it did two things and for me you and i are are fans of film in general Mm -hmm. so we get excited even when you know thinking back about the business of the box office right. and all of that. So it's actually Jaws paved the way mm-hmm. for, and they coined the term summer blockbuster after Jaws. Right. Because typically movies were released in the summer that they thought were going to tank because everyone was on summer holiday, summer vacation, playing outside, right. not going to movie theaters. Now, because of Jaws, right. All the hot films are released during summer. Yes. That's like, they started this trend. Yeah. It's like Liam Neeson. Okay. He made the February movie release huge. He only releases movies in February. That's funny. You're right. And they all make $100 million because there's nothing else to watch. I remember, uh, do you remember Paul Blart? Yeah. Did that too. They they were like, oh, we'll release it early in the year so that... uh, you know, just uh, it's not a summer yeah, don't, movie. Don't don't release over Christmas, yeah, because you're going to go against blockbusters like when they released Star Wars, yeah. uh, the you know, yeah, Rise of Skywalker and everything else was all Christmas. Yeah, no, you put it out in February, yeah. make a boatload of money. Yeah, yeah, the, the Liam Neeson effect. The Taken one, Taken two, Taken three, all the Takens, all the Takens. <laughs> The plane nonstop. I don't. That's the plane one or the train one. His thing. There was now nonstop snow. or keep stopping. There was nonstop and there was keep stopping. One was on a plane. One was Never on a train. Never stopped stopping. Never stopped stopping. There's just again. Now he's got the new ones out. He's got ice road. He's got this other ice one. He's got yeah. another one that he's in the snow. He's that. He just goes to different geographical areas. Yeah. He's like, we'll film three movies right here, same jacket. And he, uh, I would say he probably just changes costume or something. Same in jacket, some, some way, different same, color, pants. same jacket, different color pants. Okay. And yeah. they're like, Liam, show up today and basically just ad lib it. I wanted just you to know that most of this is going to be about somebody taking something 
or hurting someone from your family and you seeking vengeance. Exactly. And he's like, got it. Yes. Sometimes they film, I heard this, they film an entire scene, but they're not even sure which movie they're going to put that in. And they just, they figured it out later. Sometimes they go, that's going to be in the next one. That's a good scene. Doesn't, I think this can go in the next Ice Road movie. Uh, so the next Ice Road movie, nice. which we're going to name it something else, but that yeah. scene fits in perfect. So, nice. Yeah. Frozen Justice. Yeah. There's, right. there's a new one out there on Netflix called Ice Road. It's or Ice Road or something. I don't know. It's yeah. so bad, but I did watch it though. But, uh, we went off on a lead. Anyways, music. okay. All right. Back to, <laughs> back to Jaws. He wasn't in Jaws. Okay. He was not. He was not in Jaws. Right. Uh, so who was in Jaws? Roy Scheider. Mm-hmm. As Chief Brody, yeah. Richard Dreyfus as Hooper. Now, mm-hmm. Richard Dreyfus, this is his breakout role. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't until after this that he worked with Spielberg again and got Close Encounters, and then he just became a massive star. Wasn't he in American Graffiti before this? Yeah, actually, that's how he yeah. got this job. Right? Was Lucas? Lucas. Yeah, yeah, recommended him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but that wasn't a starring role. No, 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 no. no. Uh, and then, of course, Robert Shaw mm-hmm. as Quint, mm-hmm. probably the most, like, I'd say other than Brody, the most recognizable, um, not recognizable, notable character. But wasn't wasn't Robert uh, Shaw a bigger star than he was. Roy Schneider at this, at oh, this yeah. point? But yeah. Roy Schneider was the, There's no N was there. the lead. It's Schneider. No, Schneider. Schneider, like the meat. Like John Schneider like, from like, Dukes of Hazzard? Like the pepperoni sticks you jam in your mouth two at a time. <laughs> Schneider. Schneider meets. His great grandfather founded it. Gotcha. Roy Schneider. All yeah. right. I didn't yeah. know that. You didn't know that? No. Maybe I... do some do some research before you do this. <laughs> Sorry. My apologies. Everyone knows I do all the research. Everyone I do everyone's research. <laughs> I do all the people's parts. <laughs> what was that from? Horrible bosses. Horrible bosses. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Call uh, Colin uh, Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Roy Schneider. Okay, whatever. Uh, the, Brody, end, the end silent. But Robert Shaw was very uh, was very cool. Like, mm. I was a Robert Shaw fan from The Sting, is one of my favorite movies of all time. Right. Uh, it was Best Picture in 1973. Mm. I know that off the top right. of my head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Shaw was the villain in The Sting opposite Paul Newman and uh, Robert Redford. And his, yeah. his uh, character's name was Lonigan. Lonigan. He looked... He looked a lot different though. Like I feel like he lost a lot of weight for Jaws. Uh, if you think back to the Sting, he was like a, kind of bigger. I thought, like I don't know, he dressed maybe. nicer. I, yeah, I think maybe. there's hmm. two totally different types of uh, Robert Shaw there because right. yeah, he was a very put together uh, gangster there was, so in the Sting. There were some shoulder pads in those suits. <laughs> he padded him. They padded him up. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, and funny enough. Uh, Originally, Steven Spielberg wanted Charlton Heston to play nah. uh, Brody, actually, not not yeah. the Robert Shaw character, but we wanted him to play Brody. And the reason he wasn't cast, mm-hmm. um, because in the 70s, Charlton Heston did a lot of those disaster films. Right. And he was the hero that saved the day. Mm-hmm. And Spielberg was under the impression that if I cast uh, Heston mm-hmm. to play Brody, everyone will just assume... Right. He's going to save the day. Yeah. Because that's Charlton Heston. Like, I remember uh, Earthquake, uh, Airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlton Heston was just that guy. Right. So, apparently, though, uh, Heston uh, knew about this, and he, he got really pissed off. He tends to do that. <laughs> You'd think a guy who who totes for the NRA yeah. back in the day. Do you remember those commercials? Oh, yeah. He still does it. Yeah, he's dead now. Nope. <laughs> he's still doing them. Can I get a fact check on fact that? Fact check on that. Just launched one last week. I saw it on and, NRA um, video or NRA.com. Charlton Heston was so pissed about being rejected for the role yeah. and said disparaging words about Spielberg oh, yeah. and vowed to never work with him. Yeah. And I don't think Spielberg looked back because. I think Spielberg did okay. Yeah, I think he did fine he wasn't for like, himself. Yeah. He wasn't like shit. <laughs> What am I going to do next? Heston's pissed. Heston's out. <laughs> All right. What about Harrison Ford for Raiders of the Lost Ark? I really want Heston. Oh. But I really pissed him off on that shark thing. Yeah. All right. Harrison, you're in. By the way, uh, he went on to win uh, three Oscars, do yeah. Schindler's List, E.T., Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. Close Encounters, you name it. Yeah. I think Spielberg did okay uh, pissing off Heston. Yeah, I think he's yeah. going to be all right. I, I couldn't even see I – think, I think part of the, the – I don't know if you even want to say charm of Jaws. It's weird to say charm about a shark. Okay. A thriller. Yeah. Like yeah. a shark who's got a very 
big revenge for these guys. Okay. Like, is that I think Roy Scheider. Scheider, yeah. Uh, was almost like, I don't want to say vulnerable, but like the shark was like, I'm not going to be able to beat this shark. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like It was like, he was like, this shark's going to, I'm not going to be able to beat this shark. I can't do it, right? Yeah. That's what I liked about it, you know? Whereas Charlton Heston would be like, yeah, I'm just going to shoot the shark in the face and it's over with. I'm going to get dinner. Yeah, the movie you know? would have been five minutes. Yeah, he's like, boom, <laughs> shot in the face. Boom, let's get a steak. You know? Let's go to Luger's. So, like, again, I You're always right thought... about that, yeah. Well, yeah, because, like, he needed to get Robert Shaw, right? He didn't yeah. know what he was... He didn't know how he was going to beat the shark, right? Yeah. So, whereas, yeah, you're right. Heston would have come in and been like, yeah, I'm just going to kill it. I think Heston was... And you're right. I think Heston would have been too... And I don't want to put anything down on, on Scheider, but mm. I think Heston would have been too manly where that's Robert Quint's job. I don't think as, anyone's ever been insulted by calling not manly enough. I think <laughs> I think he wouldn't... He'd be like, you know, you're right, Fish. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Have like, you seen Blue Thunder? <laughs> I killed it in Blue Thunder. Remember Blue Thunder? Uh, no, I don't remember Blue Thunder. Roy, uh, Roy Scheider. Scheider? That helicopter movie. Yeah. Remember the, the army or the, the uh, cops had this really Blue fancy Thunder. helicopter? I'm going to have to Google that uh, one. I'm going to have to look into yeah. it. Yeah. Scheider was just, for me, and I, I said Robert Quint. I was yeah. mixing up Robert Shaw with Quint. Yeah. But yeah, Quint was supposed to be the manly man, the sailor, right. the shark killer. Right. So Heston as Brody wouldn't have worked. Yeah, they wouldn't have worked together. he's way too macho. Right. And that wouldn't have worked with the character dynamic. And I yeah. think Spielberg made the right call. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, some of the other notable parts of the cast I wanted to mention were Peter Benchley. Uh, he wrote the novel Jaws was based on. Now, they did change the script quite a bit. In fact, Benchley wrote the original screenplay mm -hmm. based on his novel, and Spielberg didn't like it. He had too many subplots, and he also involved a romance and a, and mafia intrigue. That makes sense. <laughs> they, the mafia hired the shark. Right? <laughs> like, that's so dumb. So, yeah. uh, Spielberg, again, great call. Yeah. Uh, they, they took the novel, the screenplay, but they made it way better mm -hmm. and didn't uh, go with the original story from Peter Benchley. Mm -hmm. But he actually cameos as a news reporter gotcha. on a beach scene. So, okay. Peter Benchley is in there. And also, uh, the I love the actor that plays the mayor. Mm -hmm. of amity right uh it's is the actor's name is murray hamilton yeah if you've seen jaws as many times as we have then you would recognize his face yeah he's got one of those faces you've seen him in a lot of things uh yeah. so he is in one of my favorite films another paul newman movie called mm -hmm. the hustler in, mm -hmm. from 1961 mm -hmm. so they um go to the kentucky derby mm -hmm. and him and georgie scott in the hustler and paul newman goes to uh, uh, Murray Hamilton's got a, a table in his basement, in his rec room. Gotcha. And they play for thousands and thousands of dollars mm -hmm. uh, in pool. And, and it was such a cool scene, and Murray Hamilton is really good in that. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's the first thing I think of when I see him in, as the mayor in Jaws. But he was the perfect, like, heel, mm -hmm. like, Oh no, we can't close the island. No, we can't. Yeah, we're not closing the beaches. The beaches, it's the summer, like, and yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it was you needed that, mm -hmm. and Murray Hamilton was really good as that, the mm -hmm. the mayor. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, the cast is basically just you know uh, kids and the and the lady that plays Brody's wife. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. This is about those three guys. It's the three characters and yeah. the shark. That's pretty, and the yeah. music and the mu. Oh, John yeah. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Who actually won uh, an Oscar for mm -hmm. uh composing that film right yeah mm -hmm. and this is really kicking off the relationship between spielberg and john williams mm -hmm. and then john williams with also with george lucas right yeah because yeah. uh, lucas and spielberg are great friends that's their go-to guy so i mean uh he, john nobody will ever top john williams no it's impossible ever no the guy wrote the the uh score and the most famous music from movies from the 70s and 80s that we will ever We'll never see that again. Even no. non-related to Spielberg and Lucas, he did the Superman theme song mm -hmm. from the 78 uh, Christopher Reeves. Mm -hmm. So that famous... Yeah. Dun, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That whole... That's John Williams. Like, John Williams will ne no. never... He's the guy. ...be top. He's the guy. Kanye of scores. <laughs> that's what... That's the way they, re they refer to him at all the I time. I don't think anyone... A lot of people refer to him as that. Has ever referred to yeah. uh, John Williams as the Kanye of, of composing. The, more like the Hollywood circles they refer gotcha. to him as that. But yeah. 
So back to the box office over again, the studio was it'd be so pissed because of the delays. They gave it a summer release just to get it out. And they uh, weren't expecting it to do well at all. And it ended up 67 million people in the U.S. went to go see it in 1975, making mm-hmm. it the first summer blockbuster. It was the first film ever mm-hmm. to gross over $100 million at the box office. Right. And was the highest grossing film of all time right. until what movie? Uh, I'll probably say Star Wars. Two years later. Two years later. Yeah, yeah that's what I was, I was like. Yeah, it was Star the Wars, highest yeah. grossing film of all time until Star Wars came yeah. in 1977. So within 78 days, it became the highest grossing film of all time. That's crazy. So it absolutely killed. It was a massive hit. Spielberg was so young at the time, and it mm. absolutely launched his career. Uh, the one thing, too, that I loved about jaws in general is that you don't see the shark right you see a fin here or there or stuff moving in the water yeah, it pops out of the water a couple times but, but it's you not. don't actually see the whole physical shark mm-hmm. until the end right and then the shark actually i made a note of it too i think the shark actually has only four minutes of screen time that seems about right yeah because <laughs> it's the idea of the shark it's the yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. that's where Spielberg nailed this is that everybody, I don't care who you are in the world, everyone's fascinated by sharks. Yeah. Everyone's scared of sharks. Oh, it's Shark Week. Exactly. Everybody's fascinated by sharks. So he nailed it with sharks. And then everybody's like, yeah, you, the shark's in the water. And that's scarier than actually seeing the shark. Just knowing the shark is in the water is scaring the shit out of you versus seeing the shark. You're like, oh, well, whatever. I see the shark. That's great. Like, you know, again, Jurassic Park, you're hearing the dinosaur. You know, it's almost scarier than seeing the dinosaur. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In my opinion. I know? agree. So, yeah. Also done by Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, the uh, the one thing, that idea of not seeing the shark, I, I actually had never seen this movie before, mm-hmm. but CVB lent it to me and he says, you have to see Spielberg's first film. Well, I thought you said Jaws. I'm like, you must have seen Jaws. No, I have seen yeah. Jaws. No, yeah. I'm not referring to okay. Jaws. All right. Just how this compares to Jaws or where he got that idea from. Gotcha. Is there's a the first ever Spielberg film is mm. called Duel, right? From 1971, he was I think he was still in college or finishing mm-hmm. films film school, and he did this movie called Duel. I'd never seen it. CVB lent it to me, and it reminds me of Jaws. Okay, so the premise, and if you guys have never seen it, I don't know how he got it on DVD, but he had CVB had it. Okay, uh, so it is out there. It's uh, a guy going on a road trip mm-hmm. in nineteen in this like nineteen seventy whatever, right. and of course there's no cell phones, there's right. no nothing, right? And he's going on a road trip for for work, and he gets stuck behind this truck driver mm-hmm. in like a massive semi, and the truck driver is just like playing with him. He won't let him pass him or whatever. So at some point, the lead actor just gets completely flustered, right? And he passes the guy right. well that pisses off the truck driver where they play these like he com- yeah. keeps coming for him cat and mouse game kind yeah, of thing. yeah exactly yeah. yeah but the thing is you never once yeah not even like with jaws where in the last uh part of the movie you see the shark yeah for four minutes of screen time you never see the driver oh that's crazy so it's just this now there is a driver they're right. not saying it's like supernatural or right, something. right 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 but you don't see the killer right so this guy is going out of his way now to hunt down this guy who cut him off, Mm -hmm. who passed him. Right. And he's just psychotic. Right. And he's chasing him town to town to town Mm -hmm. and trying to run him off the road or or kill him. And that whole movie, even to the end, where the guy finally uh, gets out of the situation and uh, the the truck uh, driver's never seen the truck, uh, diverts the truck to drive itself over a cliff gotcha that it wouldn't be seen Mm -hmm. and that's the only way he got out of this death match with this crazy truck driver yeah and that whole seeing the truck goes over this cliff and stuff and explodes Mm -hmm. you never see the the driver is never shown that's cool and so i know the movie but i never see fear of not the unknown right of the unknown killer is what heightens the the thrillness right the thriller factor so That, I think, because Spielberg 
did that, wrote and directed that for in his first film. Mm-hmm. I think that plays out in Jaws. Yeah. Now, yeah. I do know that they wanted to show the shark. Yeah. But there were so many problems. So many problems. Yeah. Have you watched yeah. any of the documentaries? I've watched the documentary, the actual Spielberg documentary. Yeah. And I think I've watched a part of a Jaws documentary, but the Spielberg documentary goes really in depth into Jaws. So, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was like the first day they had the mechan they used mechanical sharks. Again, there's no CGI. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. So mm-hmm. they had to use uh the the sharks, which uh Spielberg nicknamed Bruce. Mm-hmm. So there's Bruce one, Bruce two, and Bruce three. Right. That all showed different sides, but then had the other side open to be able to work the mechanical shark. Right. And he nicknamed them all Bruce because that was the name of his lawyer. There you go. The shark <laughs> yeah. angle right. there. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. I thought yeah. that was really funny. So they called them the Bruces. And uh, yeah, one shark was open on the right side. One was open on the left. And the third was fully skinned. Each shark cost approximately $250,000. I think one of them sank too. Yeah. First yeah. day. Yeah. First day of filming. Yeah, okay. All right. Sank right to the bottom. <laughs> and they also didn't, when they were testing these mechanical sharks, they were yeah. doing it in a tank and stuff. Right. But then they shot in the, at Martha's Vineyard. Right. Is doubled for Amity. Right. And uh, it's saltwater. Right. It's the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. So, so ate away at everything. Ate away. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. They yeah. didn't really think that the salt water would be different. Yeah. And yeah, so that's really funny. So the yeah, the first day one of the sharks sank to the bottom of the ocean. It needed a great deal of maintenance and didn't appear very terrifying, Spielberg recalled. I had no choice but to figure out how to tell the story without the shark. And he said, um, it's what is a direct quote. Mm. It's what we don't see, which is truly frightening. Right. And that reminded me of Duel. Right. So it actually worked out better, and mm-hmm. I think the movie was more successful yeah. because of the problems with the shark forced them to to not show it until mm-hmm. later. Yeah, I, I can, I've again, I've watched it so many times. I think my one of my favorite scenes was the late night scene on the boat. Yeah, uh, they had they had shot the shark earlier in the day with the harpoon gun and got the uh, the air canister on its back. Yeah, right, and that's what they would try to keep him above the water. Yeah. You remember that scene? They and and Robert Shaw um shot him yeah. with the air canisters, and that's supposed to keep him up on the water, but he was so strong he pulled them right under the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and they couldn't believe it. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't believe that he was so strong to pull. I think they, they did three of them and it pulled he pulled all three right under the water and they were like yeah. they couldn't believe it. So they're all on the boat and the scene was far away. The boat was in the the back, and all you saw was all of a sudden the canister being like swimming towards him. Yeah, I remember that. Remember scene. that? Yeah. And you knew, and they had a little beacon on it, right? And it's flashing, and you knew that just that you don't see the shark. Yeah. You just see the beacon on so the, you on know. the water, or whatever, yeah. or the air tank, whatever they put yeah. on them, and you could see them coming, and that was like a terrifying scene. Yeah. Because now it's night too, and they use at the, when the shark attacks the boat at night, mm. scary as shit, right? <laughs> you can't see anything, you know, and you're just getting nailed, you know. <laughs> Like yeah. that and again, you don't see the shark at all. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Also, I remember that one girl that was like thrashing in the water, like violently, like right. side yeah. to side. Yeah. They used weights. Okay. To like pull her hard one way and pull her hard the other way. All right. And actually, like injured the actress a yeah. little. <laughs> <laughs> That's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you don't see the shark. Yeah. You just you can imagine you're, you're using the the viewer's imagination right what is happening to her mm-hmm. is a shark and right. that's scarier than seeing the shark right yeah i thought it was brilliant the shark yeah. fin is friggin' scary yeah you just see the shark fin that that's all you got to see i agree you know? there you go so the bruces were a problem so they did end up not showing the shark uh very much four minutes of screen time as we said but that actually worked better into the story mm-hmm. now some of the other things that uh we uncovered researching for this podcast was i didn't know that robert shaw and richard dreyfus did not get along yeah you told me that yeah yeah, yeah. so that was really interesting mm-hmm. uh there was a big feud i think there was the fact that robert shaw was basically a legend and uh, Richard Dreyfus was very new. Mm-hmm. Now, it also didn't help the fact that 
Robert Shaw had a huge drinking problem. You like the you like the whiskey. <laughs> he had a little grandpa's cough medicine. Grandpa's cough medicine. So he was uh, constantly taunting Richard Dreyfus mm. to the point to where he got uh, really belligerent with him and said some possibly anti-Semitic things. <laughs> That'll happen. And then he would dare him to get up on the ship's mast, okay, and jump. And I'll. <laughs> I'll bet you a thousand dollars you won't. That's my Robert Shaw. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I'll bet you a thousand dollars you won't climb up there and jump off and, yeah. and to the water. Yeah. And Spielberg was like, I swear to God, Richard, if you yeah. listen to him and cl- climb up there yeah. and jump, I will fire you. Like yeah. you're Richard Driver's like, I'm gonna show you Robert Shaw. <laughs> and Spielberg's like, No, you won't. Yes, I will. Why are you listening to this guy? <laughs> and Robert Shaw was also. Uh, you know his famous, uh, one, my favorite scene yeah. that he absolutely kills is where he's telling that story about the uh, the USS Indianapolis, right? And I think I'm getting that right. I didn't write that down. Yeah. What what the ship name was? Where where all the sailors were getting uh, yeah. eaten by sh- sharks? Yeah, he's telling that insane monologue story. They actually had to film that again the next day because. Robert Shaw was drinking in between takes. Gotcha. Yeah. And he was so hammered, he couldn't do the speech. Couldn't do it. Yeah. And in fact, too, so it also wasn't really the speech originally, I got to back that up, wasn't really working that well. Mm -hmm. And Robert Shaw is actually credited with doing the story that he he tells. He actually wrote most of the dialogue for it because the original script it wasn't it wasn't impactful it wasn't okay. good gotcha and robert shaw actually wrote that little bit himself that's cool. which was cool but mm-hmm. he couldn't get the takes yeah because he was just hammered so he was really upset and really embarrassed and the next day he went to spielberg and he said give me one more and they did it and the take that's in the movie is the first take that's crazy at mm. first and only take after doing it again the next day hmm. So I and I love that that whole scene is so like his face when yeah. he's telling that story. Mm-hmm. It is insanely good. It also adds to the fear of the of what's going to happen with the right. sharks. Um, is that the scene after that where they they start showing each other their scars? Yeah, they're and all then, sitting around and then drinking. they all start yeah. singing. That's when the shark attacks him. Yeah, that's the scene I was just yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. He start that scene starts off with him telling that story. So yeah, I believe it's real. I yeah. think it's before. Yeah, because they're—I yeah. think they're coming down from being on the boat, just drinking right. together, and he tells that story. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Now, also, Robert Shaw. Uh, it's funny enough for how much this movie made, the insane amounts of money this movie brought in. Mm-hmm. Robert Shaw didn't make one single penny yeah, from doing this movie because he uh, owed the IRS for tax evasion. Nice, nice, Robert Shaw. I'm good at three things: <laughs> killing sharks. Drinking whiskey, not paying taxes. <laughs> he had to forgo his salary to make amends on back taxes. Yeah, so that seems about right. He was he'd actually earn one single cent from doing this uh doing this film. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you, you know? Um so I thought that was pretty interesting. And then unfortunately, also he he died like four years after doing Jaws, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize he was only fifty one. Hmm. So I thought that that was extremely young mm-hmm. for robert shaw to go at 51 yeah died from a bear attack too which is weird that's not that's not true look it up now his character's name was quint and i found out that they actually did that on purpose because in latin quint means fifth and quint is the fifth person killed by the shark oh uh, that's a fun oh. fact nobody listening to this podcast that's interesting will know that because mm. i i dug deep Okay. To try right. and get some cool stuff for this show. Yeah. And that is something that I don't think anyone knew about Jaws and why Quint was called Quint. Hmm. So, yeah. thought huh. that was really cool. That's interesting. All right. Now, uh, some other people were... We talked about Richard Dreyfus was recommended by Lucas mm-hmm. uh, because of his work on American Graffiti. But there was also other people up for Hooper, uh, Dustin Hoffman, mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. Timothy Bottoms, mm-hmm. which I don't, <laughs> no I don't idea. know who that is. No idea. That, that John like Voight. John Voight. Uh, yeah, interesting. Interesting. It's uh, young John Voight. Yeah, right? young John Voight. Yeah, yeah. And Jan Michael Vincent. Now, Jan do Michael you know Voight. where Jan Michael Vincent oh, is from? Because my God. 
It is hilarious. Wasn't he on Manimal, that TV show? Oh, man, that's not the one I'm thinking. Oh, of. I thought he was on. I thought he was the starring role on Manimal. I gotta look that up. But yeah. what I know, Jan Michael Vincent from? Yeah, Airwolf. Oh, is that Airwolf? Airwolf. Oh my God, he's Airwolf, and yeah. Roy Scheider is Blue Thunder. Both helicopter go. movies. There you now go. Now I gotta look up. Uh, Manimal. I thought he was Manimal. the lead character in Manimal, the TV series. Manimal. I could be totally wrong, though. I don't uh, know why I thought that. Manimal, the TV series. I'm, yeah. I'm on there. Yeah. No, it was Simon McCorkindale. Oh, so I'm close. Super close. <laughs> super close super on that close. one. Super close. They actually do look alike. I'll give yeah. you that one. Okay, well, there you go. All right. Uh, yeah, Jan Michael Vincent, I thought was really funny. I, think, and, I don't know. I couldn't. I can't really see... Dustin Hoffman pulling it off. Maybe Jeff Bridges. I don't even know about that either. Out of you know? all of those people to grab like the look of of Hooper, or the scientist and yeah. stuff, probably Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, would yeah, have been maybe the yeah. closest to Richard Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. not Jeff Bridges. No, no. Also, Robert Duvall encouraged Spielberg to make the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that fact before, I didn't know and either. he offered Robert Duvall the role of Brody. Mm. But he turned it down, fearing it might make him too famous. Hmm. And Duvall actually said, I'd like to play Quint. Yeah. And Spielberg told him he was too young. All right. <laughs> he needed an older older gent, so they, they landed on Robert Shaw. Gotcha. Uh, I actually didn't think that Robert Duvall would have been that young in 1975, but I guess maybe he was. Well, how old was... Roy Scheider in this movie. Was made. Um, Do we even have that information? No. Is Roy Scheider looks he looks older in the movie? Like he doesn't like he looks yeah, like late forties. Math on that. He's dead now too. By the way, what? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> the only surviving cast member is uh, Dreyfus. All right. I probably should say cast member like in total, but yeah. yeah. Everybody um, else. <laughs> You know, because there's even the kids on the all, banana boats. All, all the kids, <laughs> all the kids. Uh, Scheider was born in 1932. So you want to do right. the math on that? Yeah. So he would have been like 43, 43, 43 when they yeah. did this movie, which is about right. Yeah, that seems about and, right. And yeah. uh, so Shaw, we know, died at 51 four years later. So yeah. he was uh, 47. 47. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. So anyway, also uh, yeah. So I thought that was a cool story about Robert Duvall. And uh, some of those are some of the actors, uh, the other ones that we talked about, who mm-hmm. were going to play, uh, uh, sorry, Hooper, mm-hmm. the Richard Dreyfus characters. But I think that the cast works so well, despite that Richard Dreyfus and Robert Shaw didn't get along. Right. The movie itself plays. Yeah, you, you, they still have chemistry on, yeah. on film. And the chemistry at the very beginning, they don't like each other. Yeah. So obviously that was just true. That works. Yeah, it works, yeah. you know? Towards the end, when they start to like each other, we're like, eh, that takes over. It's like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know? At the beginning, when they don't like each other and they're going at each other through the whole, you know, I guess maybe first 40 minutes of the movie yeah. when they're on the boat and stuff, that's totally real, you know? And also, I really like Scheider in this film. Mm-hmm. Like, I had never really seen him in anything before Jaws. You got to check out Blue Thunder. I'm going to have to watch Blue Thunder. It's classic. There's also, I actually want to look up Scheider again because there's another movie that CVB recommends. Yeah, what else has he been in? Really highly um, that I need to. Oh, I remember him in All That Jazz. Okay. You never would have seen that. No. It's a musical from 1979. I'm big into musicals, but I like later, like, you know, late 90s, (laughs) early 2000s musicals. Like Chicago? Big fan of Chicago. Huge fan of Chicago. You would be. Yeah. Les Mis is all right. Les Mis, come yeah. on. Yeah. So I also like back the Return of the King as well. To early Scheider. Uh, Clute, that was a good one, actually. Oh, he was in the French Connection. I remember that. Oh, there you go. A little Gene yeah. Hackman action. Uh, Roy Scheider was in that. Okay, so after Jaws, Marathon Man. That's a really good movie. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin All right. Hoffman. All yeah. right. Oh, this is the movie, Sorcerer. Mm. So that movie, I've never seen it, and mm-hmm. CVB swears by it that it is an insanely good movie okay. from 1977. All right. He plays a wizard? I don't believe he plays a wizard. Just why, why is it Four, sorcerer? I'll read the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Four unfortunate men from different parts of the globe agree to risk their lives transporting gall- gallons of nitroglycerin across dangerous Latin American jungle. Mm. Title seems fitting sorcerer i know right mm-hmm. i like that um but apparently it's really good mm. like super good 
Yeah. It's, uh, it's an unfortunate title, though. Uh, all that jazz, no. Oh, there's Blue Thunder, 1983. I'd never seen this movie. So good. Um, Ugh. you know what? As far as like really good Roy Scheider, um, that's I'm gonna call it right there. All right, there you go. That that's good. He was in Sequest DSV. Do you remember that TV show? I do. It was classic. <laughs> it was really bad. Classic hot garbage. It was really really bad. Jonathan Brandis. Oh my god. Wasn't he in Ladybugs with yeah. Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. 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 Now he's working at Dunkin' Donuts. There you go. He's probably no one. No, he no, died. He dead. No, no one, he did. Did die. he die? Yeah. Everybody we talk about dies. Jesus. <laughs> what? The, what do we do? Jonathan Brandis died? died at 27. What? Yeah. Everybody we talk about in 2003. We gotta stop talking about people. Yeah. Or do our homework. No, we have to do our homework. They're already dead. You're implying that we talk about them and then they die. Oh. We're we're talking about people yeah. who already died. If we were sorcerers, we could make them die. <laughs> But oh God! Don't say that. But we're not, you know. I'm just saying, oh. you know. Oh man. But yeah. Okay. Who would have known that Jonathan Brandis was was? Uh, people who are fans of Sequest DSV. Okay, those there. seven people. But everybody else. <laughs> come on. Uh. All right. So back to back to Jaws. All right. Uh. Roy Scheider, amazing performance. I love uh, even because everyone knows who's listening to this podcast knows mm -hmm. we love Funko. Mm -hmm. The Roy Scheider Funko Pop when the first Jaws wave came out. Oh yeah, they nailed it. They all every single nailed one of them, it. All three of them yeah. were like bang on. And Scheider had the bucket of chum. Yeah. and a dart hanging out of his mouth. Exactly. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. It's classic. <laughs> it looked identical to him. I yeah. don't think that though, for as far as Funko is concerned with Jaws, that anything got more like insanely cool than all the quints yeah so they had the regular quint mm -hmm. there's quint hanging or in shark like biting quint yeah which was a sdcc 2019 exclusive mm -hmm. and then also the brand new gamestop exclusive where they actually include the orca yeah the boat yeah and mm -hmm. it's like sinking on an angle and 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 he's quints like sliding into so, the shot it's, it's so, so cool, cool. <laughs> it's insane i wish cool. we could show a picture but this is a podcast yeah. uh, so cool it's insanely yeah. cool yeah so the funko for all those i absolutely love mm -hmm. and the shider i loved his performance he's actually the only actor that came back for the sequel we'll get mm -hmm. we'll get into the sequels in a, in a little bit yeah but shider's biggest claim to fame too on the original jaws was he was the one who ad-libbed we're going to need a bigger boat, there which is uh, arguably the most famous quote from this insane blockbuster. Uh, arguably one of the most famous quotes in movie history. Movie probably. history. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. Yeah. They, I remember, do you remember the AFI? Mm -hmm. The AFI would have these lists and then they yeah. would do these three hour documentary type shows. Mm -hmm. Anyone else listening to this podcast is probably too young to remember this. Yeah. It's like 20 years ago. Right. But the AFI would do these. TV show um, uh, exclusives mm -hmm. and be like the top 100 comedies of all time or the best. And they did one about the, the greatest movie quotes of all time. Right. And that was on there a hundred percent. Oh, totally. Yeah. And yeah. it was maybe only 10 years ago where I, I, I had heard that that was completely ad-libbed mm -hmm. and they left it in. That's amazing. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Also Spielberg is really good friends with George Lucas. Mm -hmm. So do you remember on one of the other podcasts that we did, I told you that there was that bet about star Wars. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. a hilarious story. Uh, so Lucas, of course, uh, we're not even nowhere near Star Wars yet. We're in 1975 right. when the film was released, so mm -hmm. probably shooting in 74. Yeah, Lucas had done American Graffiti mm -hmm. the year before, and he came to visit Steven Spielberg on set of Jaws because mm -hmm. they're friends. Well, George Lucas thought it'd be hilarious to stick his head inside the mechanical shark. Yeah. And Spielberg thought it was funnier yeah. to close the head. <laughs> now, because, because there were so many issues with the mechanical shark, yeah. they couldn't open it. <laughs> That's hilarious. And George Lucas was stuck with his head in the shark's mouth 
for over three hours. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> oh my god, that is classic. I oh. love that story. Spielberg, you're buying dinner. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, oh. Yeah. Is there anything else you really want to like talk about the film itself before we talk about maybe about some of the sequels? Well, I mean, the sequels are horrible, so we should probably just stay on this. <laughs> yeah. You know, the sequels are so bad. They're yeah. not great. Oh, they're so bad. Now, they get worse as they go along. Well, yeah, they, that, that is true. Jaws yeah. 2, actually, Scheider did come back for yeah. Jaws 2. It was in 78. Spielberg did not come back. Right. Yeah. So it was just Scheider, and it was uh, domestic. It did 81 million. Still for 1978, 81 yeah. million. That's only because of people are just like Jaws. I, yeah, yeah, I gotta go check this out. You know, again, the first movie did yeah. 461 million worldwide. Right. This did 81 domestic and 187 million worldwide. So yeah. like less than half. <sighs> it, was, uh, it was not good. Not good. I talked about it actually on a show a while back about talking. I was watching on AMC again. Yeah. And how it just ends. Jaws 2? just ends. Oh, okay. I don't want to ruin the ending, but it's just like... I think it's from 1978. You yeah, can ruin the there's ending. There's a climatic, climatic end. Yeah. And it's just then it just cuts to over. Like There's <laughs> nothing... There's no... No follow-up. No Schneider gets off the boat, hugs his wife or anything. It's just literally like credits. Boom, let's go. Yeah. So bad. So bad. So I don't even remember Jaws 2. I remember yeah. the most out of all the sequels. Mm -hmm. I remember Jaws 3 the most. Jaws 3, which was Jaws 3D, because yeah. that was a huge craze in the 80s. Right. Uh, where you actually wore, not like we do now with 3D movies, but yeah. like the blue and the red yeah. apron glasses. Yeah. Jaws 3D was in 1983 and actually had a young Dennis Quaid in it. And Louis Gossett Jr., right? Isn't that the one that they're like underwater? It's, or a, is, it's or, a park. It's a sea park. But yeah. isn't there a scene where they're down under the water and the shark's trying to break the window? Oh, yeah. Or is that number four? No, no, no. Is You're, that three? That's three. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Jaws 3D, and that was a, a, a very climactic scene as well mm. with that because it was in 3D. So once yeah. it does break that glass, yeah. you get those glass shards flying near your face and yeah. the shark coming at you like- Scared. I applaud them for trying to do it 3D, and that's mm -hmm. cool. But horrible storyline, mm -hmm. really bad acting. Hey, Louis Gossett Jr. Except, except for Louis Gossett Jr., who's a national treasure. Iron Eagle. Also dead. What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'll look. No, maybe he's not. Come on. I'll look it up. Just, no. Just because we were talking about no. it. No. Yeah, I got to look it up now. No. Now, we know Dennis Quaid's still alive. No, no. He just got married to like a 17-year-old. Did he? Yeah, oh super young. No, Don't maybe, say 17. No, maybe she's 20. Lewis Gossett Jr. I got to look it up now. Yeah. Uh, is he still alive? He's still alive. Hey, we got one. Hey, we hey. got that one. Score one. He yeah. is old. He was born in 1936. <laughs> oh, he's fine. That's 90. Gets up. He's OJ push-ups every morning. He's 85. Good to go. He's 85 years old. Oh, he's fine. All right. Sip of whiskey and his uh, little Jameson's in his coffee. Yeah, he Irishes up his coffee. He's ready to go for the day. All right. So he's 104. Big deal. He's uh, good. So Jaws 3D was in 1983. It only did $45 million domestic and $87 million worldwide. So we are declining from the blockbuster original to the uh, sequel. Really fast. And then <laughs> to the third one. But they still yeah. riddle me this. Decided to do a fourth Jaws film. I'm trying to remember the fourth one. Now, the only thing I remember about the fourth one, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what I remember about the fourth one. This is called Jaws for the Revenge. Right. In 87. Right. Now, first, I'll tell you the box office. It did only did 20 million. There you go. <laughs> domestic right. and 51 million worldwide. Gotcha. And they finally said, okay, I get it. You win. You win. No more yeah. Jaws movies. Yeah. The fourth one. Was Scheider's wife? Okay, is now I don't know if she, if they're claiming that Brody died, okay, or they divorced. I can't remember that fact. Okay, but she hooks up with Sir Michael Caine. Oh, that's Michael right. Caine. That's right, knighted yeah. actor, brilliant Michael Caine, right. legend. Yeah, Michael Caine. Yeah, is in the worst Jaws movie of all time. In Jaws 4. You can't win them all. And for whatever reason, they think mm -hmm. that the 
either like a member of the original Sharks family yeah. is like coming for revenge against Brody's widow. Yes, because Brody. Because that makes sense. Yeah, because Brody killed the Sharks puppy. <laughs> and now its whole family is taking revenge. Oh, wait, you're doing a John Wick thing. Exactly. <laughs> That's what's going on here. This shark's family is just still pissed at Brody, so they're going to hunt down his ex-wife Gotcha. and the guy from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> you should hear Michael Caine. I wish I could do a Michael Caine impression yeah. of him uh, chasing after the, the shark. It's it's comical. Yeah. All right. But anyway, those are the sequels. They're really bad. They go worse and worse and worse. And honestly... I think the biggest factor is that Spielberg was not involved. Mm -hmm. So I did some research on that and learned that Spielberg was really regretted yeah. uh, not taking control of the franchise the way that he did with Jurassic Park, Indiana right. Jones, that he let other people uh, use Jaws and write and direct these sequels. Yeah. And he was really, uh, I'll kind of just read this because it explains it a lot better. He said in interviews that he wishes he had in, engaged in some quality control with the sequels as he had done with other franchises. Although all four films have been successful at the box office, I'm going to I'm going to argue that point mm -hmm. with those mm -hmm. last two films, but yeah. there was a huge dip in the quality after part 1. The Jaws franchise was similar in quality to the Poltergeist franchise. Now, I didn't know this. Mm -hmm. I had actually no clue. Okay. That Spielberg uh, wrote and produced a Poltergeist. I didn't know that either. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Isn't that? I had yeah. no idea. Kathleen Kennedy, all of them. Yeah. Spielberg, Kathleen Kennedy, and Spielberg wrote and produced Poltergeist. Okay. I huh. had no idea. Not a horror guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was very odd to me. Yeah. So anyway, again, same thing. The first Poltergeist movie was extremely good, and the sequels were horrible gotcha yeah. yeah one of the worst movies ever made uh where the last poltergeist movie and the last jaws movie mm -hmm. are so bad right spielberg uh yeah he wrote uh the screenplay for the original poltergeist film in uh 1982 so i i did not know that also hmm. uh the first jaws film going back to 75 mm -hmm. not only was it a smash in the box office it was up for best picture okay and uh, there was a story there. I think, I don't know if I told you that, where Spielberg, oh no, the, I, I didn't tell you this story. Mm. And I forgot to put it in the notes, but it's re, it's it resonating in my cerebellum. Okay. Sure. I, I, Whatever you, <laughs> sure. Spielberg uh, was so convinced that Jaws was going to win yeah. best after the, after the huge success. Right. And then getting nominated for Best Picture. Mm -hmm. He was so convinced it was going to win. He hired a film crew. Mm -hmm. To film him at home, okay, watching like getting his reactions, and then an another movie won. <laughs> Do you remember what movie won Best Picture in 1975? No. Oh, no, it's a goodie. Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, okay, there you go. And but Jaws did win three Oscars. Yeah. Uh, my guess would be for sound special effects, but mm -hmm. John Williams got the yeah. Oscar for the score. But uh, Robert Shaw didn't win for like Best Supporting Actor or anything? Ooh. No. Oh. I bet you he got nominated. Probably nominated, but... I'm going to look that up real quick as yeah. you... Uh, while I do that, if you have any other final thoughts about Jaws or the franchise, I'm going to look that up. Well, I prefer not to talk about any more actors because I seem to... They've all met their demise. <laughs> if we talk about it... Every time I speak of them. <laughs> 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 I did... This movie, though, as well, when you think about it, even when the Jurassic, when you think about Jurassic Parks, I love the first Jurassic Park so much because there's dinosaurs, but the dinosaurs aren't over the top. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not in every okay. scene. Whereas now, I think with, like, the last Jurassic Park, there's too many dinosaurs. You know what I mean? I think gotcha. that can come back to the first Jaws, right? He was not nominated. He oh. wasn't even nominated. Oh, there you go. That's crazy. But even when you got to Jaws 3 and Jaws 4, now you're seeing the whole shark. Right, yeah. Because now they're doing more CGI and this and that, and it's not a good looking shark. I remember yeah. that. So I think that's you know that's what it that's what really works here is they that's the idea of a shark. Yeah, I'm gonna scare the crap out of you, and you're not gonna see what I'm scaring the crap out of you with. Yeah, which is I just agree. so amazing. It's so much fun. Yeah, you know what? It and you take that into more modern day. Uh, you have you watched a Quiet Place? I still haven't watched it. You keep telling me to. Oh my god! Yeah, I heard there's another one. There is a, quiet, a quieter place. 
No, yeah, a quiet two. place too. Yeah, and then there's a third one coming out. <laughs> still quiet. Still, still quiet. Part three. <laughs> they are really good. John Krasinski yeah. writes, directs, stars with his wife Emily Blunt. It is a, a insanely good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you need to watch it. Right. They're both on Amazon Prime. There you go. So watch them. I will. Uh, so the first same thing in the first one, you do not see the monster. Mm-hmm. Until the last bit of the film. Gotcha. It's the idea that fear mm-hmm. of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And people are still using that formula today. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, I'm I, I bet you dollars to donuts that Spielberg was the first to ever do that. Mm-hmm. If you had a bad guy or a creature or a disaster or like whatever's going on in the film, let's call it the bad guy, you see it. Right. You see Godzilla. Right. You see the the villain in the film mm-hmm. so to i people are still using this formula now oh yeah and i bet you any money spielberg was the first to go you know what you're not gonna see the bad guy right until the end well yeah how many writers and directors think are out there and saying okay let's take the jaws theory you know yeah even think about like i am legend okay okay will smith you didn't see those creatures you didn't, right you saw them a little bit yeah. right but really it was just the fear of it yeah do you know what i mean and I'll but take another one. You didn't really see them. Uh, the Blair Witch Project. Right. Yeah. You yeah. didn't actually see the the witch. Mm-hmm. I'm using quote fingers. We're right. on a podcast. Right. That's fine. Uh, at all. Right. Actually, not even once mm-hmm. in the original. That's why I hated the sequel mm-hmm. was because they actually did a bigger budget sequel because of the success of the first one. Right. And they actually had this witch. Right. And you'd see it. And I'm like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. The 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 great thing about the Blair Witch Project was you didn't you, it was everything. They'd wake up and that bag of teeth was there mm-hmm. or the stick figures or whatever. You don't see anything. Right. Like literally not one hint of the witch. It's like Batman versus Superman. You don't <laughs> see the script. <laughs> Because one was not ever written. And that was the success of it. It was filmed day by day. And they just said, let's wing it and let's nail it, boys. We need to be Avengers. And that's it. And then we'll we'll figure it out in post. I like how you somehow will always bring Batman versus Superman into into a conversation. Hate that goddamn movie. It's so bad. So bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Four hours and ten minutes of my life I'll never get back. Yeah. Yeah. Four I don't think it's that long. That's loud, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Start to finish. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we really thank you guys for listening to our Jaws podcast. The uh, podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and our website, kdogandfish.com. For everything Funko, you can visit that website as well. And uh, check out our YouTube channel, Kdog and Fish on YouTube. Our next show is going to be a Pokemon show mm-hmm. where we hilariously um, open up blind packs we know nothing about pokemon right and we guess backstories and the names of these cards without also knowing any values whatsoever super fun it's a lot of fun and then uh we also do this fun show called the thursday threesome where people submit ideas on instagram and we take those topics put them into a bowl and pull three of them out and we have to talk about that topic off the cuff right for three straight minutes it's a lot of fun. Also, our Friday live show on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're following at Dog and Fish on all social media. And our next podcast is going to be about Superbad. Ugh. Ah, Cannot wait. Right? Insane. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Fish. I'm K-Dog. We'll see you again soon. Peace. Peace.